1: My name is Denise White. I am the host of the VIP Ignite live podcast and the Coffee in the Green Room podcast. And I am so excited to have actress and podcaster and all over extraordinary person Marley Frygang gang with us today. Marley, how are you doing today? Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Jeanine. It is so
0: nice to be here. Um, I'm great. So I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So
1: Marley, I know you do a lot of different things. Okay. Uh Like, I feel like before we did this podcast, we had uh, like an hour long conversation just about all the amazing things that you do. So before we really get started, can you just give us a little bit of a background? Like how did you, where are you right now and how did you get there? Sure.
0: Absolutely. So I currently live in Los Angeles. Um, I'm originally from a very small town in New Mexico called Cedar Crest and I grew up there just always dreaming of city life. Don't get me wrong. I love New Mexico and my heart fawns for it too. But i always dreamed of like city life. And I, I started to realize at a really young age that there was something about watching performers on stage that really connected with me. I was dealing with a lot growing up. Um, I had a lot of family health issues very early on in my life. And theater became a really big outlet for me to watch performances. And my mom was previously a lighting designer for dance and theater, too. So she was super supportive of the arts. Um, And so I was very intrigued by this. And at the time when I was a kid, I was on a soccer team. And um, I was the goalie because I was very bad. And... (laughs) I was kind of just like singing out and like a la la land and doing whatnot. My mom was like, yeah, I feel like we're going to try theater. Like this isn't really sticking to her. So I got into middle school. I instantly got into like the musical and then I went to a mid school, high school too. So on top of it, me being a little miss type A ambitious was like, I'm going to audition for the high school show too. So I was in two shows at a time. And honestly, like that was the start of my best career went on to be thespian president, thespian president of the state. And at the same time, I was a competition dancer. And uh, dance kind of started to take the forefront a little bit for me there. I decided to go into college as a dance major with a minor in theater. And then I graduated from Loyola Marymount in 2018. And I kind of call that my like JV time. And then I really got into varsity, I feel like, and now I'm feel like I'm benched for the NFL or something. So graduated, went full-fledged into spending four years, very um, strict uh, curriculum with a conservatory-like program in Meisner acting training. And that is kind of where I got to where I am now, Uh, where I want to go. um, I really, uh, very clearly- you know, want to pursue a career in acting long lifelong. You know, I think there's so many different shades of like a working actor. Not everybody is as famous. And, you know, if to fall amongst the stars, if I'm shooting for the moon, I have no problem with that. And I love the craft of acting. But when I graduated college, I felt really lost. I had lost, you know, direction. I was really struggling with my identity as a dancer. Um, it felt like everybody knew the entertainment inside scoop and on top of living in LA where, you know, people are really that beautiful, that successful, that fit, it was, you know, just very overwhelming. And that is kind of where my podcast was born was to help other, you know, really ambitious, creative women find and filter out like all the BS out there to really like go after and chase our dreams.
1: So yeah, that's kind of a ramble, but that's where- No, no, I I love that. As I do these, I take notes. So Um, so you went to school, you were in a conservatory for four years. And then after that, you felt like you were benched. You said, you said you felt like you were benched by the NFL. And I use sports analogies. (laughs) I I love sports analogies. I speak in sports. So you're speaking my language. So, um, so talk to, talk to me a little bit about this, because I talk to, I interview a lot of people, not only on the podcast, but working for VIP Ignite, what we do is we help actors, models, and musicians by giving them the connections, tools that they need in order to, to accelerate their careers, right? To get on more shoots, yes. more steps, more stages. And that's what you want. So you went through four years of school. You were in an, an amazing conservatory. You studied Meisner. I feel like Meisner is one of the foundational acting techniques. And now you graduate and you're like, okay, now what? So did school prepare you at all for when you graduated?
0: No, not at all. And so on top of it, I went to four years of college first and then four years at the conservatory. So like here I am doing tons of school feeling like I have a great sense of craft and whatnot, Um, but no sense of networking direction, what it's really realistically going like. I mean, my last week of college, I was in my acting class and I ended up having like a complete and total panic attack, just like breaking down, like sobbing to my teacher being like, you know, I just feel lost. Like, I know this is what I want to do, but like, where, where do I go from here? Um, You know? And so yes, it's like insanely a very, it's a, it looks so easy. It looks so glamorous to just be on TV, but there's so much that we don't know that goes on um, behind. So yes, I was completely lost. Um, You know, and I think some of that, never completely leaves you. You're always going to feel like, well, this person takes this road. And if I had taken that road, maybe I would have gotten to Rome faster. But at the same time, like you start to see the world more as a business and understand, you know, showing up and being a good human is going to do a lot more for you than just like taking 8 million classes and hoping it all works out.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because the thing that that I've learned in my experience with the entertainment industry is that agents and managers, they want to work with people that they like. So I love Mm -hmm. that you said you have to be a good human because, you know, there's so many stories, like if you watch TMZ or E or any of the, like you hear like these crazy stories of people like clawing their way to the top and ah, this person hates this person. But my experience is people at the highest level, they don't, they're not, they're not interested in all of that drama. They want to work with people that they like, but the question I have for you, okay, so you now so now you went through eight years of school, so that's basically like going to med school, right? And you yeah. get out and you're lost. So talk to me about the importance of networking because one of the things we do at VIP Ignite is we help people bridge those gaps. I spoke mm-hmm. to, I have we have one talent who once studied in Paris, she studied in Russia, she studied at Ford and graduated at the top of her class. and then nothing. And then she came to yeah. one of our events. And she met someone who was able to like really start elevating her career and accelerating her career. So talk to me about the power of networking from your perspective. Oh my gosh.
0: Uh, Well, first off, love networking. I love networking, but the word I think intimidates people a lot. They hear networking and they think, you know, professional suits and, you know, like convention center and whatnot. Networking to me really is relationship building. And I learned this from Jonah Shao, who was on my podcast, but, um, you know, it's really like about relationships and it's just like, you know, showing up, taking interest in other people, asking what they're into, you know, at first, when I'm around industry people, the question I avoid right off the top is not what you do. I'm like what are you reading? Or like do you listen to podcasts? You know, I really try to get to know the person because you know, we on some level everyone's talented. Everyone's done the work, you know. So like what are you going to do? A not only to stand out but just to like actually know the person. So like really getting to know the people um is is I think key and you know focus on it being a relationship long-term, not such a, um, I need this thing from you and you need this thing from me. It's not so transactional, you know, you have no idea when I actually think I heard somebody talk about this on your podcast. Um, he was saying, you know, he did a show a few years ago and then, or, and it was not a great show and he made a best friend and they stayed in touch and blah, blah, blah. That's how it goes. You know, you have no idea when, you know, I also work in production at, for commercials. And like, I have no idea maybe when the AD that really wanted to be a director, you know, remembers me one day, God, I hope, you know, one day randomly, she had such great energy, you know, like yeah. that's what we're searching for is yeah. creating long-term relationships. And I think a lot of that just comes from putting yourself out there and, and, you know,
1: knowing yourself too. Yeah. I've heard so many stories about that. Like people, i one of the people that we work with he's like he's won multiple daytime emmy awards he's like been in productions with will smith like he like the crazy big crazy huge productions and the one thing he does every time he goes on set is he develops relationships with everyone and i like when he first told me this i was like oh this is right in the beginning of me being a part of the entertainment industry i was like oh okay well can you explain this to me a little bit more like He's like, yeah, as soon as I walk on set, the first people I want to get to know is I want to get to know the costumes. I want to get to know the ADs. I want to get to know the PAs. I want to get to know everyone on set because you know what? First of all, one day I may not be able to act anymore. They may not want to see my beautiful face uh, acting, but I want to know more because I love what I do so much that I never want to not be a part of that. So you do productions for commercials. You're Mm -hmm. on your So talk about that a little bit. Like, how does that help you with your, like, I know we're not trying to be transactional, but how does that help you develop relationships with people?
0: Sure. Absolutely. Well, I mean, the biggest thing I've learned really from working, I'm going on like two and a half years of working for commercials and as a PA on satin in the office A, it's taken down my huge fear of like, what's going on set. I now know what everybody does on set. You know, it can be really intimidating. I know who, you know, who's spending the big bucks, who's, you know, in charge of making sure you're you're on time, you know, really getting set orientated. That's a huge thing it has done. But another big thing that on the networking side is like, you know, I've made friends with people in the industry who, I know they may want not long term to be in commercials, and I know what their long term goals are. Mm-hmm. So, like, a now I'm thinking of them when I'm like, I hear of an opportunity, I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing for my, you know, producer friend. Oh, that's amazing for my ad friend. Like, I, I want to pass on that opportunity yeah. for them. Um, so you know, sh- really sharing our goals and just finding like minded people, you know, that is some of the problems I faced in, in school too, was that certain, everybody has a different little bit of a mindset, which is great. And everybody deserves to find their community and their niche, but it was kind of hard for me. Like I didn't find people who were maybe like as aggressive as I was in the business way, but like, you know, more kind of laxadaisy, like yah with craft, you know, everybody's got their own works so it's like the best way to find your community and now I have this community you know if I want to you know make a project of my own or you know want feedback on audition like I have so many people to ask for support of
1: yeah that's awesome and community is everything because one thing I've learned is that so many creatives feel so alone because like Mm -hmm. when you first get in the industry you think it's a competition like you you reference the NFL it's like okay you know what like, we're all, we all want to win the Super Bowl, which is like this big role. But what I've learned is that the people that actually get to those big roles, they they have a why that's bigger than winning an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. They have a why that's bigger than winning an Emmy or a Tony. So question I have for you is why are you doing this? Like if, like at the end of the day, like why, why the entertainment industry? Let's be honest. This is like one of the most most difficult, craziest (laughs) industries in the world. So why did you choose the entertainment industry? What's your bigger why?
0: Oh my gosh. First of all, thank you so much for asking that question because I'm obsessed with my, like why I'm in this and I rarely get to talk about it. I am really in this because like I want to change people's thinking through modern media. That's why I'm a podcaster. That's why I'm an actor. Because, you know, there were so many times in my life where watching media changed how I felt about something. Mm -hmm. And that can be just for like a laugh. You know, I grew up loving multicam sitcom Disney, and I was going through stuff that I didn't realize I was going through. And that would make me laugh or happy or just like see a different world other than, you know, my small town, you know, so it's really about changing people's thoughts. And, you know, those can be very intense. We're not just talking about like the laughs, you know, one of my favorite shows of the past year is dope sick, which is about, you know, the opioid epidemic, Michael Keaton's amazing in it, you know, but like, we're really changing awareness with shows like that, you know, we're sharing a very important thing, but I think the fan is. Very large with that, like I think it can be just a laugh, or you know, something about that can be really eye opening that people don't know about. So that's like why I always come back to modern media. Is like I just want to change how people think, and it doesn't even have to be always for the best. Sometimes it can be like I want someone to see the perspective of a villain. You know, it's very interesting. I played a drug addict in a indie feature um, called Stillborn, and you know, I have never been a drug addict. She's really eccentric, but I'm eccentric. And I want people to like, see her life and you know, maybe not judge her in this, you know, left and right way. So we're just like, opening eyes. That's, yeah,
1: yeah, that's really what it comes back to for me. I love that as well. Since you mentioned Meisner earlier in our Mm -hmm. conversation, let's talk about how you applied the Meisner technique to that character.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, Meisner is with me, I think, every single day. I am weirdly confident, confident, but also can be a very shy person. And I was definitely somebody before I took Meisner training, if my food was made wrong, I would never complain or never send it back. And Meisner has taught me to like, trust my instincts and my impulses. And so on some level, Meisner has just like saved my life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've learned to stand up for myself through Meisner and just speak better, but yeah, using Meisner in, um, in Stillborn. Interesting the greatest gift was that I just got to focus on other people and just be reactive because that part was really like not normal for me. And when I got the part, I was like, you're, you mean me? Like, have you seen my other work? Like I'm a comedy girly. Like uh, you're sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you know, it, he came into my class and whatnot and saw me do some work that happened to be very emotional, but he was like, no, you have it in you. And the best thing was that, you know, Meisner really teaches us to look and work off the other person. And, you know, he was so in it that like, there was no way I couldn't be exactly where I needed to be in that scene because he was so in it and I would be doing a disservice to him by not showing up. So it was just a a go see react like
1: impulse. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So what is one project that you are working on that you are super excited about that you're allowed to talk about?
0: Okay, great. So, um, well, it's it's done. It's in submitted for film festivals. I actually just directed my first short film and I am so oh. proud of it. It means the world to me because I'm not a director and I didn't know what I was doing, but also because of the story. Um, It's about a guy who, you know, we all love a love story, you know, never told the girl that he has feelings for him. And, but I think it applies to so much more. Like we think so much about love as a vessel to explain situations, but do you know how many times I've gotten in my car after I've gotten in a fight with a friend and been like, oh, I wish I had said that. Or, you know, like at an audition, oh, I wish I had done that. All those moments we wish we would have said something. Um, That's really what this film is about. And it's called The Other Guy. I'm super excited for it and I can't wait for other people to see it. We've done like a little soft release for the cast and crew and yeah, it just means the world to me that, and, and I'm not a director and honestly don't know if I will ever direct again on some level. It's very overwhelming, but I love working with actors.
1: That's so. awesome. I can't wait to see it. Well, when, oh when, it, when you release it for the, for the general public, we definitely want to know more about it. So definitely let me know. That's yes, awesome. I will absolutely send it to you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So, so, now, so now I'm going to ask you your two favorite questions to ask other people. What are you reading? And Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl is an amazing podcast, but what other podcasts would you recommend to people? That's great. That's so
0: great. Okay. What am I reading right now? Well, right now I'm actually gotten way back into treating my like childhood mind of listening to like teen audiobooks. So right now I'm um, reading a book I can't remember the name. I know the other book's written name. So I'm reading, I read, They Wish They Were Us, which is being turned into a limited series called The Players Table. So I read that. And then I was like, "Oh, I kind of want to read her books again." Oh, this is called They'll Never Catch Us. So I'm I'm reading that right now. Um that's what I'm reading. Uh very just for the fun brain, but an amazing book I just read is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Amazing for our audience. It's about Hollywood in the and the old days and uh-huh. so much um so much little trickle of entertainment in there. Um so highly recommend that book. And then a podcast. I love one broke actress podcast. Um, she was on my show. You can, I think it's, it's called behind, uh, behind the glitz and glam, uh, with Sam Valentine, one broke actress, but she has her own podcast and it's all about like really authentic actor life. Um, so yeah, those are my, my go-tos right now.
1: Awesome. Well, Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I can't wait to share this with everyone. Thank you. So here's a question I have for you. Where can people find you? I like, I work with, we work with a lot of actors and models and musicians who are like really just getting their start or have reached a certain level of success and are looking to accelerate their success. So where can people find you and follow along with your journey? Well, the podcast is
0: Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. That's probably one of the best places to find me. I'm there every Tuesday. And I know that you guys also have a lot of models involved in your program. And I have an episode coming out next week with a girl who was on America's Next Top Model. It's my first like tip into model world. So, you know, she's also an influencer. So we talk about um, that. So that you can definitely find me on my podcast um and the instagram is confessions of a wannabe it girl you can also find me on tiktok and i'm marley frygang and my personal instagram if you want to follow that one is marley rose frygang and yeah that's you know pretty much me and if you're interested in confessions of a wannabe it girl um we're starting to do a little bit of events for like-minded entertainment people um not always entertainment just you know, ambitious people. Uh, you can definitely check us out on our website, confessions of wanna be at girl.com. So
1: yeah. Awesome. Well, Marley, it's been an absolute pleasure interviewing oh you. God, thank you so much for being here. And everyone who is listening to the VIP Ignite Live or Coffee in the Green Room podcast, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you hit subscribe, follow VIP Ignite on all forms of social media. It's at VIP Ignite. And I can't wait for you to see to listen, not only to this episode, but to see what we have in store for 2023. So thank you so much for listening. And Marley, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Can't wait to have you on confessions of a Wanna Be it girl as well. I can't wait either. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.